0: Hey there, my young friend. Are you ready for a fresh batch of hot news from around the world?
1: Hey there, of course I'm ready, but remember, I'm not that young anymore. What do we have today?
0: (laughs) Haha, all right, I'll take note of that. Well, first of all, in Germany, there are massive protests against the far right. And that's not all, they are also investigating a secret meeting of these very far right groups. Can you imagine?
1: Wow, that sounds serious. What else is going on?
0: Secondly, Ukrainian drones are attacking targets on Russian territory. I don't know about you, but to me, this sounds like a plot from a sci-fi movie.
1: Yeah, indeed, what else?
0: And thirdly, in Israel, there's a war going on, and the government is having disagreements about the best way to free the hostages.
1: Wow, that sounds like a really tense situation. Well, let's discuss all of this in more detail.
0: Uh, have you ever thought about how we lived before the internet? The freedom and independence we had. For example, when I listen to Anne and May Contrate, they remind me of those times
1: Oh, you're talking about the times when phones had cords and you needed permission to watch TV? It's like the Stone
0: Age. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example of the bright nostalgia for the pre-internet times. I listened to their recording from the concert in Berlin and couldn't help but smile. They are incredibly cool.
1: And how old are they? They're not exactly spring chickens, are they? Like my old dinosaurs that are still cool, right?
0: The lead singer of Ann and May Cantorite, Henning May, is 32 years old. But that doesn't stop him from being cool and incredible, right?
1: Well, that's for sure. He's like my old dinosaur, still rocking despite his age.
0: Speaking of freedom, it reminded me of the massive protests against the far right in Germany last week. On Tuesday, 30,000 people took to the streets in Cologne. And on Friday, there were between 50 to 80,000 in Hamburg. Quite a powerful display, don't you think?
1: Wow, that's a whole army. What on earth have these far right groups done to anger so many people?
0: If we put it in plain language, they totally got busted. Ha ha. The Corrective publication released an investigation about their secret meeting that took place in Potsdam in November. The investigation is based on leaked correspondence of the organizers, the work of an undercover journalist, and footage from hidden cameras. It's like something out of a spy movie, isn't it?
1: Wow, that sounds like the plot of a spy movie. So what were they discussing at this secret meeting?
0: At the secret meeting, not only high-ranking representatives of the far-right party Alternative for Germany were present, but also two former members of the CDU, as well as a 35-year-old Austrian far-right nationalist metrosexual Martin Sellner, who is banned from entering the US and the UK due to his extremist activities.
1: Wow, that sounds serious. What were they discussing there then?
0: The main speaker at the meeting was actually Sellner, who presented the concept of re-migration in his speech. The idea is simple. Deport all asylum seekers, foreign residents with the right to stay, and non-assimilated citizens from Germany, including citizens with immigrant roots. Where to deport them? To North Africa.
1: What? That's just unbelievable. And nobody at that meeting objected to this re-migration plan?
0: What's more, they were discussing how to implement it when and if Alternative for Germany comes to power in the country. Among other things, there were ideas about putting pressure on foreign restaurants and promoting content through YouTube and TikTok to attract young people. For many in Germany, this reminded them of the policies of the Nazis. That's why people have been taking to the streets for over a week now. The protesters are demanding a ban on the Alternative for Germany party.
1: Well said. That's just unbelievable. This is like a real-life spy story.
0: Hey, my esteemed political analyst, ready to switch from Germany to Ukraine? In the past few days, there have been numerous attacks by Ukrainian drones on targets in Russian territory.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. It's interesting that the strikes hit the Oryol, Bryansk, Smolensk, and Tula regions. In Tula, the strike hit the Shiglovsky Val Defense Enterprise, which produces, among other things, the Ponciers anti-aircraft missile systems.
0: Yeah, and there was a fire at an oil depot in Bryansk. And on Sunday night, a sea terminal of Russia's largest private gas company and exporter of oil products, Novatek, was attacked in the Leningrad region. A fire broke out at the gas storage facility. But you know what else is interesting? France will provide Ukraine with smart AISM Hammer air bombs.
1: Wow, that's an effective and precise hybrid bomb and missile, capable of flying 60 to 70 kilometers in any weather and at low altitude.
0: Absolutely. And these heavy French bombs will be able to more effectively destroy Russian defensive structures, command posts, and also relieve some of the burden on infantry and artillery units. But let's not forget, war is always a tragedy.
1: Wow. And Ukraine didn't officially confirm that it was the SBU's operation. But Ukrainian publications are writing that it's exactly the case. They're saying, "...the Ustaluga oil oil terminal in the Leningrad region is an important target for the enemy." They process fuel there, which is supplied in particular to the Russian forces.
0: Yeah, and the operation of the sea terminal has been suspended. Wow, that sounds like a real breakthrough in military technology. But I hope all these conflicts will end soon, and we won't have to talk about wars anymore.
1: Agreed. Let's hope for a peaceful resolution to all the conflicts. Catch you later, folks.
0: I— So, we've discussed the conflict in Ukraine, but what about the situation in Israel? Just a reminder, the northern sector of Gaza is under Israeli control, while the south is still in the process. Israel continues to strike the territory, but the further it goes, the less clear it becomes how to free the hostages and what complete destruction of Hamas should look like.
1: Yeah, it's a really tough situation. There's a split in the Israeli government. More and more people are coming to the conclusion that the hostages can only be freed by declaring a ceasefire and striking a deal with Hamas. It seems like this war is at a dead end.
0: You're right, mate. It really does seem like a dead-end situation. But let's not forget, war is always a dead-end. I wonder what steps the Israeli government will take next. And by the way, don't forget, you're not the only one who can be called a little one. After all, in the world of politics, we're all little ones trying to understand the complexities of the adult world.
1: You always know how to lift the spirits. But yeah, it will be interesting to see how the situation resolves. After all, war is not the answer. Not in Ukraine, not in Israel, not anywhere in the world.
0: R.C. Say. So, we've discussed the situation in Israel, but what about the internal problems in other countries? For example, in Russia, where protests recently took place in Ufa. Let's talk about that.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It was a gathering in support of Fail Alcinov, although it wasn't exactly a riot. People came together for a rally to support him. You know what? It gave me some Vietnam flashbacks.
0: Vietnam flashbacks? Have you been to Vietnam or something?
1: No, it's just an expression. But here's the interesting part. Women were dancing in circles in the central square, just like in the circle dance in Brest. And when the authorities asked them what they were doing in the square, some replied, we're not doing anything wrong, just taking a stroll. It's very similar to how Nina Baginskaya, who became a symbol of the Belarusian protests, once responded to the riot police.
0: What else have you noticed?
1: If you watch the video closely, you can see the people who in Belarus are called tiokari, that is, the security forces in civilian clothes. They were helping to push back the crowd to let a police bus through. The Bashkir authorities have already started persecuting those who supported Alsinov, conducting searches and publishing repentant videos.
0: Hang on a sec. Are you saying that the authorities are going after people just for supporting Alsinov? That's absolutely unbelievable.
1: Yeah and many people laughed at the idea that Belarus was a testing ground for Russia to suppress protests. But a couple of years have passed, and here's what we're seeing. It's frustrating that Russian law enforcement adopted the Belarusian methods, but the Russians didn't learn from the Belarusians' experience.
0: Yeah, but people are dancing in circles in the center of Ufa without even bothering to cover their faces with masks, even though everyone around is filming everything. It's just plain silly and dangerous.
1: Agreed. Post-protest reprisals in Belarus are still ongoing. humiliations searches, fines, mass layoffs, jail time, even though three years have passed. But in the Ufa protests, there were indeed many ordinary people. And many of these women in the circle dance are unlikely to know the details of the Belarusian or Khabarovsk protests because they have their own affairs and no time to delve into what is far away and doesn't concern us.
0: You're right, mate. It really is painful to watch. But we've got to keep discussing these important issues so that people are aware of what's happening in the world, aren't you? Yeah, these are serious topics. But let's switch to something more positive. Have you heard the latest news from the world of space exploration? Japan has become the fifth country in the world to land a spacecraft on the moon. It's like something out of a science fiction movie, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's really impressive. But as in any good movie, there are always some difficulties. The slim landing module has run into some problems, Its solar panels are unable to generate electricity because the module may have flipped over. But it's not all bad because during the landing, the module released two rovers which are now active.
0: Oh, that sounds like a real space thriller. But despite these difficulties, it's still a huge leap for Japan. They've become the fifth country to successfully land a spacecraft on the moon. It's truly a remarkable achievement. As Neil Armstrong once said, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.
1: Yeah, it's a real milestone for Japan. But unfortunately, the landing module probably won't last long. Still, it doesn't take away from the fact that Japan has made a huge breakthrough in space exploration. And that's definitely worth noting. Who knows, maybe the next step will be landing a human on Mars.
0: Alright, my little space explorer. Ready to switch from the cosmic expanses to something more down-to-earth but no less amazing? Have you heard about the successful surgery in Britain on a spaniel named Ariel, who was born with six legs?
1: Yeah, I've heard about that. It's like something out of a superhero movie, but in real life. But you know what's even more amazing? This poor little pup was born not only with six legs, but also with two lady parts and just one kidney. It's like nature decided to make him a super dog.
0: Yeah, that's really amazing. But you know what's the most heartwarming part of this story? It's how people came together to help this little creature. They raised the $15,000 needed for the surgery through crowdfunding. It's like those stories where all the neighbors come together to rescue a cat stuck in a tree. But this time it's in real life.
1: Wow, that's really impressive. People can be so kind and generous. And you know what else? Ariel was found last September in a car park in Wales. Can you imagine the journey she had before that moment? It's like those adventure books we love to read.
0: Yeah, that's a really amazing story. It just shows that even in the toughest situations, there's always hope. People can be so kind and generous, it's truly inspiring. And you know what else is inspiring? The fact that you're so interested in this story. You're a real little scientist. You know, my young friend, technology not only affects our lives, but also influences art. Have you heard about Ri Kudan, the Japanese writer who used artificial intelligence to write her novel?
1: Yeah, I heard about that. It was before Kudan admitted that about 5% of the book consists of sentences generated by artificial intelligence, quoted word for word. She didn't hide the fact that she used the full potential of AI to write the novel. It's like using a supercomputer to solve a maths homework.
0: Wow, that's incredible. The Akutagawa Prize jury found her novel, Tokyo Tower of Compassion, so flawless that it's hard to find any faults in it. But many have questioned Kudan's talent and considered it a dubious practice. What do you reckon about that
1: hmm that's really intriguing and inevitable the award organizers are keeping quiet for now but i reckon it opens up new horizons for art after all artificial intelligence can help create something unique and new which was previously impossible it's like if picasso used a 3d printer to create his sculptures
0: you're spot on my little genius but let's not forget that art is above all an expression of human feelings and emotions Artificial intelligence can assist, but it can't replace the human soul. It's like a robot trying to understand what love is. You know, I've always been curious about how artificial intelligence could handle the concept of time. It's like trying to explain color to a blind person, isn't it?
1: Oh, that's an interesting topic. Time is such an abstract concept that we as humans try to measure and control. But unfortunately, we can't always do that.
0: You're absolutely right. And that leads us to the next thing. Have you heard about those two fans who sued Madonna because she was late for a concert?
1: Yeah, I heard about that. They were so upset that she was two and a half hours late that they decided to sue her. They said that if they had known it would be like that, they wouldn't have bought the tickets.
0: Laughs. Totally agree. This isn't the first time Madonna's faced such accusations. Her response was classic. You all need to understand something. The Queen is never late.
1: Well, that's a pretty bold statement. But you know what? I think she's right. The Queen really never does run late.
0: Laughs. Oh, Madonna, those times are long gone. And by the way, if the Queen were artificial intelligence, she'd never be late. Laughs. Well, anyway, time is a really interesting thing. And speaking of time, my little genius, have you ever thought about how we determine the cardinal directions? For example, east from west?
1: Hmm. Well, I know that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. That helps.
0: You're Right. But what if you're in a place where you can't see the sun, or if you're just not sure which way is east or west? That's where a little trick my French teacher told me about comes in handy.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more.
0: She used English words to remember the cardinal directions. Here's how it works. N, as in never, points to the north. E, as in eat, points to the east. S, as in shredded, points to the south. And W, as in wheat, points to the west. So, east is where we eat.
1: Laughs. Never eat shredded wheat? That's funny. Are you sure that's not just a way to remember what's for lunch today?
0: Laughs. No, it really works. And even though I don't need these classes anymore, I still go to them because I enjoy it.
1: Well, now I know how to remember where the East is. Almost ready for adulting, huh?
0: Laughs. That's the one. Char Caesar. Laughs. Yeah, those are some interesting tricks from Miss Denise. Speaking of tricks and interesting things... Have you ever thought about what cocktail trends are dominating the world this year, mate?
1: Well, I'm not sure I've ever thought about that, but, you know, I'm always open to new knowledge. Tell me more. And by the way, I'm not a little one.
0: Laughs. Sorry. Didn't mean to offend. I recently read an article titled Fancy Ice, Nostalgia, Savory Cocktails, and 10 Other Drinks Trends that dominated 2023. It talks about the alcohol cocktail trends that have been big this year.
1: Wow, that sounds interesting. What was in there then?
0: Well, you know, I've been hearing a lot more about espresso martinis lately. It's a cocktail made with vodka, a shot of espresso, and coffee syrup.
1: Wow, that sounds delicious. But I think I'm still a bit too young for that kind of cocktail.
0: Laughs. Yeah, maybe. But the trendiest version of this cocktail is the Parmesan Espresso Martini.
1: Parmesan? In a cocktail? That sounds. unusual.
0: Ha ha ha. Wow, yeah, that sounds weird, but why not? After all, it's a trend.
1: Well, I think I'll leave that for the grown-ups, but it's really interesting.